Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And this is a little PSA announcement. It's about to get real, real on tonight. And so, if this is a trigger for you, please log off. I am not trying to be the reason why you go postal, okay? (laughs) So here we go. Isolated is the name of the poem. She's broken. She's been turned down for assistance. Life has struck again and her feet were not grounded temporarily. No food to eat. All the bills are due. Her back is against the wall and she has no one, not even one friend to call. Her kids are sick. No health care yet. Her car broke down too. No money to catch a bus. What is she to do? Her world is crashing in. Her own family turned their backs on them. Things just keep getting worse. She even tried her church, but they have no funds. Their clothes need washing, but the washer is broke. She feels abandoned and hopeless, like she's in this world all alone. She's drowning in her sorrows, no hope for today, no vision for tomorrow. She is isolated from the world. So today, I wanted to elaborate on a room that I moderated on Clubhouse. And when I tell you, it was one of the most It was just a very powerful experience. Um, And typically, I don't really do a lot of moderating. Normally, I just stand on the stage. I say stand, y'all, like it's physical. But if those of you that have the Clubhouse app, you know what I'm talking about. But normally, I'm on the stage, and I will offer something to contribute to the conversation. Um, But typically, I don't moderate um, unless I'm invited to moderate. Well, in this incident, this all happened... um, at 10-ish, around 10.30 on March the 27th. And we did not log off until 1.11 p.m. on March the 28th. That's how intense this conversation was. And the title of the actual room was Why Do Women Stay With Cheating Ass Men? be real, be honest. And so, um, it was a young lady who actually had started the room. And when she started the room, I was the only person that actually stuck and stayed. And so we had our little conversation. She elaborated on why she wanted to start this. Of course, it had to do with Mr. DJ, you know, our, our little Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty. So, Um, that's what prompted her to do the room because she wanted to elaborate from the wife's perspective and just get a clear understanding of why women do stay with cheating men. And so um, I stayed on the stage with her. She made me a moderator. Honey, we were not prepared for what took place. And when I tell you, 
I say that it was powerful because even in the course of us having the dialogue, we had various conversations in that one title and it just took so many different turns and it was just a really, really powerful experience. And I've never been up that long. Um, at one point, I know I tapped out because there was another lady. I think that she was like, Teresa, can you can you reset the room? And honey, I think I had told, dozed off at that point. But I woke up eventually <laughs> and continued to moderate. But um, it was so, it was enlightening. It was informative. But there was a young lady who actually was in the room. And I know that we were, that room had been created for a purpose and for a reason. And I know that she had something to do with it. Because while she was in the room, live and living color, she had her ex-boyfriend kick in her window while we were there. So what had happened was they had broken up and... She had decided because he had never put his hands on her, but he actually ended up putting his hands on her, I guess, the day before. So she put him out. Well, he got so upset while he was trying to gather his things and he had had something to drink. And so he literally kicked in the window and we heard it. And then um, she was telling us. So, of course, we're telling her to stay on the phone. We kept on trying to encourage her to call the police. Um, at one point, her mother ended up being on the phone because we were like, I asked her, did she have anybody that she that could get to her? Because she's in Canada. Like, I'm in Texas. What can I do? And so and other people were in other parts of the world. So it's like, what can we do? All we could do was pray. So that's exactly what we did. So we prayed. We interceded for her. And to make a long story short, the police ended up catching him down the street um, her mother spoke to us for a little bit and her mother was telling us how um, the young man was very much infatuated with her. She was a beautiful girl just based on her profile photo. She was she was absolutely beautiful. And so um, the mother was saying how he was infatuated with her and that he really needed to do the work. Um, but he didn't know how to do the work. And so um, maybe it was just too much with her breaking up with him. And so um, we ended up getting through that as pretty much a group which was really amazing that she was able to live to talk about it and then she ended up moderating which i just thought was absolutely wonderful um so it just everything about that experience was just a beautiful experience and um and so i wanted to elaborate on that today so we had accumulated over 20 reasons why a, anyone would stay with a cheating spouse and I'm only going to give you 15 so there were over 20 I didn't write all of them down um, we're actually planning to elaborate even more so if you're a person that is listening to the podcast and if you know all about Clubhouse and you also are interested to be a part of those conversations going forward we are collaborating um, to go more in depth uh, because this is a very interesting subject, but based on the fact that literally um, our room was open for a little bit over 12 hours, it helps us to understand if so many people, and of course we didn't reach all the people, but the, those that, who were willing to be transparent about their journey with the cheater or how they were currently in a relationship with the cheater, did not know how to exit stage left, did not know how to get out of that relationship, why it was that they were opting to stay, because the dialogue was so, so real. Uh, and because so many people have been affected by 
the very same things or something similar to what um, Miss Jackson has been exposed to, then we are going to take time out to create more rooms to delve deeper into that. Um, so that way people have a safe place because what we found out last night and this, this morning is that a lot of times no one has an outlet. So they may very well be going through this situation. They may want to get out of the situation, but they have no one to confide in. They have no one to talk to. They have no one to kind of help them and guide them on how to lead and preserve their life and their children's lives. And so I'm not an expert. However, there were a lot of people that were experts and I've received a lot of positive feedback. So maybe moderating is something that I'll start to look deeper into. But for those of you that are very much aware of, um, of the clubhouse, then go to the K-A-T-Z, the cat's cats out club. I think cats out show. That's what it is. It's the K-A-T-Z out show and k is for kingdom um y'all don't give me the line i i forgot she told us anyway it's about something about kingdom seeking i forgot what the at stands for but pretty much in a nutshell it's a it's for kingdom seeking and um i'm sorry miss vera i know i'm not giving you much clout <laughs> because i don't i have to bring you on for you to explain all of the details but um it really was enlightening it was very great but yes go to the k-a-t-z the cats out show on the clubhouse follow that green house that green clubhouse if you want to be in tune with any of the um other shows that we'll be doing or other platforms that we'll be um, being a part of. And one thing that I really truly enjoyed is the fact that I was able, she literally left y'all, she left me to moderate that room. And so she was just so elated that it lasted as long as it did. I was just a shock. I was like, okay, Lord, I tried to log off probably like five times. <laughs> she was like, honey, you took over and you did. Someone com complimented and said that it was so awesome because there were no talking over other people and they're like you know Tracy you controlled the room so well and trust me like when I tell you I don't moderate often so that was the greatest compliment um, because I don't moderate often I observe I'm, I'm an observer most times and so I just thought it was pretty cool it was an excellent experience um, and then I have another another lady that we literally we just have kindred spirits her name is Brianna so we're going to be collaborating as well we um so ever since the first room that we did together, we've just connected. And so um, that's one thing, too. I think that any time that God is elevating you and any time that God is um, orchestrating your your life, really, um, it's always good to connect with people, like-minded people, and connect with people that are doing way more than you. You know, connect with people that literally have it together if you know that you're you aspire to do something or go somewhere connect with the people that they're already doing it honey like this person um one of the ladies that i connected with she's already i mean her podcast she's had les brown on there remember this is new for me i i have not i'm not there yet i'm still a baby in this podcast world and so you know to be able to connect with someone that has had all of these different celebrities on their podcast and that's what i aspire to um accomplish one day and so i just thought it was really awesome to be in the presence of that type of person who was able to offer 
that wisdom and who was able to pour into us and and give us an opportunity to let our own light shine and and wasn't intimidated by that and just absolutely I just loved the experience it was such an exhilarating experience and it also helped me to see what I am capable of when someone looses the reins and isn't trying to micromanage me and, and literally allows me to allow my light to shine. Like it, it gave me a sneak peek of what it is that I am capable of whenever I allow God to guide and, and whoever else I'm involved with lets him guide as well. And it was just a beautiful thing to watch unfold. Um, and I just absolutely love the experience. So I'm going to name those 15 things and again if this is something that is a trigger for you um please just go ahead and log off the podcast because i i don't want to be that person um i'm not trying to rehash old wounds i know that there are people that are healing in their in their lives and they may be at the early stages of healing and i'm not trying to you know be that person that causes you to to fall into um, depression or anything of that nature. I just wanted to shed light on this situation. Um, and also before I read this to let you know, now I am not a serial cheater, but what I will say is I have been known to have cheated a couple of times in my lifetime. Um, and the reasons for my cheating literally, I mean, it, other than the fact that I was just like, hey, you're not paying me enough attention. I've already given you the warning. You're not you're not really heeding that either. So I'm going to just do me, you know, and that was my attitude. But I was so, so young. Um, the older that I got, I just I literally just decided to leave the relationship if I felt that it was not a fulfilling relationship because I realized, girl, you got that option. You ain't got to cheat on nobody. Just just going to leave. Tell them you. You're not feeling this and go ahead and, and just leave the relationship. So the older that I got and the more um, information that I gathered concerning being in relationships and understanding that, child, I have free will. If, if I notice that this is something that is not working out for me, I do have the ability as long as there is breath in my body and I have the working of my limbs and all of that good stuff. Um, I do have the ability and the capacity to exit the relationship. There's no reason why I have to co-sign for being in an unfulfilled relationship. And that's the reason why I'm divorced. Uh, because I know that I have that as an option. And so, here we go. Why do most women stay with a cheater? The first reason, financial stability. A lot of women will stay in a relationship with a cheater because especially if they went from rags to riches then now they are accustomed to a certain lifestyle and because they're accustomed to that lifestyle if they were to leave their cheating spouse then all of a sudden they would go from having all of that to having to start over and so a lot of times they don't even know what starting over looks like and so the fear of having to start over can be crippling to the point that they would rather just stay and deal with that cheater. The next is the children. So once you have had children by a cheater, then that changes the dynamic of the relationship. And even if you are willing to leave the relationship, when you start to count up the cost and you look at how it would impact the children, that will cause a lot of women to stay in 
that relationship with the cheater. There was one lady that came on and she made the comment. Now, mind you, she was with a serial cheater and her being with the serial cheater. What she stated was, is that all of a sudden she had found herself. Now, she'd broken away and it had been some years. They haven't been together. They haven't been intimate in some years. But she said she kept thinking about her child. And she said because she kept thinking about her child, she was literally contemplating reconciling with the cheater. So one of the questions I asked her was, what has changed in this cheater? Has he done anything to cause you to believe that his behavior would be different if y'all were to get back into a relationship? Has he done anything aside from still cheating that would cause you to believe that he's now, quote unquote, a better man? What is it about this cheater? Or are you willing to take and accept his cheating ways for the sake of your child's comfort? Is that what it's come to? And she said that I've known him for so long that, yes, I really do believe that I'm waiting and that I'm willing to be with him knowing about his cheating. And I said, but what kind of life is that, though? What kind of because eventually your children do get older. Eventually, your children do leave. And so my other question to her was. So are you willing to sacrifice your peace of mind for the sake of your child's comfort? Because you're not in that relationship right now. Y'all are co-parenting. What's wrong with continuing on with co-parenting as opposed to remaining in that relationship? Why would you prefer to stay in that relationship? When you could just continue to co-parent and you would have your peace of mind because you're not having to deal with this video, that video, this text message, these photos. You're not having to deal with any of that. And she literally was like, y'all given me something to think about. Because in my whole thing, now I know to each his own and I know everybody does whatever they want. We are, the majority of us are grown. We're going to do what we want when we want and really not feel as if we owe anyone an explanation. I understand that. However, my whole reasoning behind that is that why would you jump back in the pan if you don't have to? Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you... Why would you co-sign for mental anguish and mental discomfort and emotional trauma? Why would you voluntarily co-sign for that? I'm not understanding. And so that was the way that I approached that situation. The next one was because she cheated on him first and now she believes it's karma. So there are some women that will stay in the relationship because she was the one that stepped out on the relationship first but she decided that she wanted to fight for her marriage um she decided that she wanted to fight for her relationship with her man <clears throat> and in doing that she's willing to take the karma perspective of well i did it to him first so i deserve all that he's doing to me now no you don't I understand that we hear you reap what you sow. And I feel like sometimes people use that as an scapegoat. Um, 
whenever they're wronged, that's kind of what they they want to take matters in their hands, not allow God to handle it. They just want to all of a sudden become God and handle it. You don't deserve, even if you did cheat, and this goes for men and women, even if you did step out on the relationship, you don't deserve for the same thing to happen to you, especially if you have remorse, especially if you are doing the work to heal and to make things right with the person that you offended. You don't deserve for that to happen to you also. It was already painful going through it the first time. Am I right about it? And so why would you be in a relationship? Because I've, And I've had this conversation on, on different levels. But it's like, why would you be in a relationship with someone if in the back of your mind, there's a possibility that you know that they're going to cheat on you? Why would you subject yourself to getting hurt to that magnitude when you already see the damage that was done when you did it to them? Why would you be okay with that? And to reason that that's okay for you to feel that way. There's something deeper going on. Because when I've done wrong, I just truly believe once I repent, once I turn away from that act, I'm a new creature. So I'm not going to do it again. So if I'm not going to do it again, why should I be looking over my shoulder expecting you to do the very thing to me that I did to you? That's not fair. And is that really love? If if in the back of your mind, you're contemplating, how am I going to get her back? Is that really love? Or is that spite? Is that retaliation? Is that healthy? I'm just asking. So the next one is, she is afraid that she may lose her life. So I do understand that there are some people that are in relationships that are very volatile and that their cheater, one of the reasons why they opt to stay in the relationship, he kind of has that pimpish mentality where it's like, bitch, you ain't going nowhere. I don't care what I'm doing to you. You're not going anywhere. Do you hear me? Try it if you want to. Try it if you want to and see what happens. I understand that there are those type of men out there that have, they want to dominate. They want to be in control. They're very abusive. I get it. And so there are women that stay in their abusive relationships with their cheater because the alternative is that she won't be breathing. And in her mind, I'd rather deal with your cheating than lose my life. And my heart goes out to those women. And I pray that God literally shows you your way of escape where you can preserve your life and leave that harmful, damaging relationship. And once you have been successful in leaving that harmful, damaging relationship, I pray that you get help. The next one is she doesn't want the other woman or women to win her husband and or win that competition. So we had another, well, a couple of people that discussed how they have remained. And I'm talking about this is current, current. They have remained in these relationships because they don't want the other woman to win. Literally. It's become a competition where you're trying to gain your husband's or your man's heart. 
that you're trying to regain it. I, I know one of one of the moderators, she spoke to this and she said it got to the point that these women were telling her what her bedroom looked like. Were telling her another lady said they were telling her um, she was getting phone calls talking about what her man's vehicle looked like. And the crazy thing was the one that said that um, she was informed what her bedroom looked like. She said it got to the point that she was doing everything that she could trying to sex her husband every day, multiple times a day just to keep his attention. But a cheater, one that is truly a cheater, that's not going to keep him faithful. He stepped out for a reason. And so she said once she realized that it didn't matter how much she sexed him up and down. That he was still going to step out. She got tired of the fight. So eventually she did leave the relationship. But in the interim going through all of that. That does something psychologically. Because at one point this person was madly in love with you. Or so he said. And so you were at one point enough for him. Not quite sure when that changed. It could be you've had his children and now you don't you're not weighing the same weight that you were weighing it could be that y'all don't see eye to eye because now life has taken a toll and you got all these responsibilities and crazy work hours and so now it's like you don't even really find time to date anymore it could be that he's lost interest it could just be that cheating was always within him and maybe it lied dormant for a while. It could be that there were there were signs. You knew that he was a cheater when you were dating, but you chose not to heed the warning and proceeded in marriage. But he's still a cheater. It could be that he literally gets a thrill out of cheating. It could be that he's like, it don't matter how many times I cheat on her. She ain't never leaving me. He could be that cocky. No pun intended. And there was one. Now, I didn't put this on my list, but it was a very interesting part um, that one of the gentlemen brought to the table. And what he said was, and, and, and please don't shoot the messenger because this is what he said. Um, he said that there was a survey that was done that there are some men that cheat to save their marriage now of course he got a little pushback from some of the women in the audience but when he said that i was like what huh and he of course he elaborated and he said what i mean is that they've built this relationship they have all of these businesses together they have an empire that they built together but he has an itch that he wants to scratch and because he has this itch that he wants to scratch, he doesn't quite know how else to do it than to have an affair, but stay married to his wife. So he'll go out, he'll scratch that itch, but he'll remain married. Now, let me speak to that for a moment. Now, I understand that there are people out there that will cheat and they will use protection. You can catch STDs, not just through intercourse. You can literally catch STDs through oral sex. And so whenever you're stepping out, you don't know 
what that other person has. You don't know what you're subjecting your wife to. And for ladies, you don't know what you're subjecting your husband to. That's a very dangerous game to play. Imagine if you will, just go with me for a moment. You're a person who has only had sex with one person in your entire life. And you trust your spouse. And because you trust your spouse, it never dawns on you to go get tested for an STD. Because in your mind, because you're faithful to your spouse, surely your spouse is being faithful to you. And then you end up contracting an STD. And you're like, how in the world is this even possible? And then you put two and two together. He stepped out on me. You don't know how long this has been going on. You don't know if it was an isolated incident or if he truly has a whole other identity somewhere else, a whole other relationship somewhere else. You don't know. But trust me when I tell you there have been a lot of women that have attested to that. There was even one man that came on or maybe I saw it somewhere. I, I believe it was in the room that this happened. But I, I could have very well read it somewhere or saw it somewhere. But it was a gentleman that confessed to where he had stepped out in his relationship. And he had cheated on his wife. And he literally believed that he had contracted an STD. So he had to, it was something I was watching. That's what it was. It was something that I was watching. It was Black Love. That's what it was. It was one of the episodes about the cheaters on Black Love. And what he said was, is that he, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember what he said word for word, but he, he went and said that he truly believed that he had contracted an STD. Now his wife was like, I just didn't think at our age that people did this kind of thing. Like I figured, you know, you're way more mature because they were older. They're, they had to have been over 50 years old. And so she's like, it never dawned on me that this is something that I would have to look out for. It never dawned on me that this is something I'd even have to be concerned about. Yes, I do know that he cheated on his previous wives, but I thought he had gotten that out of his system. And so he said that he had to go to his wife and tell his wife about his extramarital affair. Of course, it broke her down. It definitely broke her down, but she wanted her marriage. So she literally made a list of what was required by him to remain in that marriage. And she said to this day, he has not faltered from what was on that list. So that's a reformed cheater. However, she, he said that he found out later that he didn't have an STD. But God had put the fire up under his feet to make him confess that extramarital affair to his wife. And I just really think there's somebody that I know actually that has had an extramarital affair on his wife. And I know to this day she thinks that he's the most loyal man that ever walked the face of this earth. And he doesn't even know that I know this. But the person that was involved, the other woman, was the one that confessed to me the gory details of what had transpired. 
And it's like, he may be a serial cheater and his wife just doesn't know. But they've been married for so long. It could have been an isolated incident. It could have been an incident where he only did that one time, felt bad about it, they never cheated again. I don't know. He, to this day, has no idea that I even know about the extramarital affair. And my whole thing is that that's just, I just feel like it's dangerous. I've grown. Like I said, I, when I was younger, when I was a child, I spake as a child. But when I became a woman, I put away childish things. It's just certain things that when you get older and you start to truly count up the cost, your behavior, your mannerisms, your character, certain things should grow, mature, and change about you. Now I'm able to convey and articulate if I feel as if the relationship that I am experiencing is not conducive to my growing as a human being. I'm able to let that person know, I don't think that this is healthy for me. So I'm going to go ahead and leave this right here. I now understand my worth. I now understand my value. I now understand what I contribute to relationships. So that old way of thinking, that insecure way of thinking, that cocky way of thinking is no longer a part of me. I now consider the other human being that I'm involved with. I now have open dialogue and communicate so that there is no confusion. I now tell the truth and shame the devil, even if it may mean that he decides to exit the relationship. I understand more now than I ever have before. And I think it's fair when you allow the other person to make the decision and you don't make the decision for them. I think that is so controlling when you try to control the narrative of the relationship and you don't divulge the entire truth. Is it difficult to tell the person that you're with that you have had an extramarital affair? I'm sure it is. Is it difficult to be able to try to put, put, put the pieces back together once you have faltered? I'm sure it is. But if you love the person the way that you say that you do, I know a lot of times and I believe even Mr. Harvey had said something to the effect that men don't tell the truth because they love the woman. Well, I really, after doing a little bit more research and living a little bit more life, feel like that's BS. You should tell the truth because you do love the person, even if it hurts, especially when you've made a vow. You said through good, through bad times till death do us part. Death doesn't always have to mean physically. It could be figuratively. This part of our relationship has died. We need to revive it. We need to figure some things out. It's not working for us anymore. I've changed. You've changed. We need to revisit our union. We need to redefine our boundaries. We need to talk. But I digress. The next one, she believes he has the potential to change. Potential. I remember my brother said one day, Teresa, I had potential when I was 18 years old. And he was referring to a young man who I was dating at the time 
who literally wasn't doing crap with his life. They always say the broke ones are the best ones in bed, okay? I think they're right. However, when my brother said that, I was like, huh. I never looked at it that way. I think you're right, bro. I think you're right. So potential, just because you have the potential to be great, just because you have the potential to change, doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you're going to do. Potential isn't enough to maintain a relationship. You've got to do some application, honey. You got to make sure that you make the changes. Potential, what? It's just a dang word. Show that you've changed. Show that you're willing to change. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. I'm just saying. I feel like a lot of times there's just certain things that we say and we do to excuse our behaviors or someone else's. And it's just not always the right way to go. Remember, we are raw on this podcast, real and wise. If you don't have wisdom, pray for it. Please and thank you. The next reason. It was an isolated incident. He's done all the work, went to counseling, made the changes. Honey, you got access to his phone whenever you want it. He don't have a side phone nowhere or a burner, so to speak. He's not using, um, what is it, Lord, that someone told him? Incognito. Incognito is an app. So for those of you that really feel like your man got it all together, honey, he might be using incognito. Incognito is when someone can send him a naked photo. And he could literally have it sent to incognito. You'll never know. You go through the phone, unless you have his password to incognito, you will never see that photo. So when you grab his phone, it looks like, oh, okay, he's so faithful. And the whole time he's cheating. The whole time he's DMing someone he shouldn't be DMing. The whole time she's sending all kinds of explicit photos and just all the craziness going on, raunchy photos, all of that. And you don't even realize it. Have not a clue because he has incognito on his app. Women do it too. I am not saying that men are the only people that cheat. I stated before I started this list that I once have cheated. Well, I've cheated on a couple of people, but um, I've been guilty of it. So I know if I've been guilty of it, I know it's possible. I've been on both sides of the fence, honey. So I, I know how that all works. There was one particular situation where it was a guy that I was dating and it was another guy that we just, I don't know. We just had this understanding. That's the best way for me to put it. He would be in his little situations. I would be in my little situations, but honey, when we saw each other, we already knew without saying what was going to go down later on that night. And so I literally was at a party and at this party, I ended up seeing, we're going to call him my side, my side. <laughs> my side D. <laughs> That's what we're going to call him. So they got the side chick, but well, this is my side D. Okay. So he literally, um, when we saw each other, you know, he did the little tap on the, the arm, the little, the elbow to let me know what well, this is what we doing later on tonight. Now, mind you, he's head acknowledging the guy that I'm dating at the time. They're cool with each other. The guy that I'm dating has no clue that I've literally just set up a booty call later on that night and it had nothing to do with the guy that I was dating. Okay? So, that happens. And 
women just have a way of, of doing their whole little whatever they're going to do. It's just man. So, you know, we made sure that that we acknowledged our plans. Now, looking back at that, and this is something that most people don't talk about, but I'm going to talk about it. Maybe they do talk about it, but we didn't talk about it at all. We didn't talk about it at all. That whole 12 plus hours that we were in this room, none of us brought it up, but I'm going to bring it up now. So you go through this phase when you are guilty of doing something that you start trying to take the pressure off of yourself and accuse the other person so you could take the light off of you. And I had created in my mind this whole dynamic that if I was cheating on you, surely, bro, man, you were cheating on me. That was to ease my mind because I knew what I was doing wasn't right. Maybe it was a fear of getting caught. Maybe I did believe at one point that he was cheating and I was the one, you know, pretty much his karma and I was getting him back because there were a couple of times that there were a whole bunch of question marks in terms of some of the situations he had put himself into. So yes, he could have very well been cheating on me, but I didn't have any hardcore evidence. I only had speculation. And so I, I moved as if he was guilty. And maybe a part of the reason why I moved as if he was guilty is because I was guilty. Facts. I was guilty. And so, no, he was not my husband, but honey, I can still tell you what that's like. I've been there. I'm not telling you what I have read. I'm telling you what I know. So, when you say isolated incident, is it isolated in the terms of this is the only time he's been caught? Because he could have very well been a serial cheater and never got caught. Then he got sloppy because he thought he mastered it. Or then she got sloppy because she thought she mastered it. And next thing you know, oh, it's an isolated incident. I've never, I've never done this before. So sorry you caught me this time. I promise you I'll do the work. Not to be funny, but truth of the matter is an isolated incident can be and mean many things. Just saying. The next one, she has built up a tolerance for his cheating ways. And there are some, and even though we say, now y'all come on now, let me just keep it 100. Uh, built up a tolerance for his cheating ways. Nobody has seen the show Snapped. Because on the outside, she may appear that she has built up, quote unquote, a tolerance. However, on the inside, baby, she could be plotting your demise. Literally. She could have taken all that she could take. And now psychologically, she has lost it and gone insane. Because it does something to a person's mental. When they, for all the time that I was loving you, you were busy loving yourself. It does something to the person's mental when you have done everything that you can to make this person happy. 11 years. I'm just saying. There is something that happens to a person's mental when they've done all that they can do for you to make you happy and their best is not good enough. 
and their best is not good enough. She can make it. It may look like she is tolerating the fact that you are a cheater. But she is being very strategic. Nine times out of ten of how she's going to get your ass back. I'm just saying. The next one. She is oblivious or clueless to his cheating. Now, there are some women that really have not the they don't have the slightest clue. And sometimes men will pray, not P-R-A-Y, but P-R-E-Y. They will pray on silly women, gullible women, women that they believe that child. I told her I was going to the gym. She has no clue that I didn't. Yeah, I done got my workout, but that ain't the way she thinking. She just trusts the fact that I went to the gym. But I done went, worked out, took a shower, and I'm home by dinner time. And she has not the slightest clue. Same for women, because women are guilty of cheating too. I done did all of this, and he has not this. I done got served, baby. All the way served. I'm good for at least another seven days. And he has no clue. He thinks I just went to the gym to work out. Oh, I got my workout, but it wasn't that type of workout, honey. Oh, boy, did some work on me. It happens. Next, she has contracted an incurable STD. So this was a situation where one of the young ladies, one of the moderators, talked to us about how her high school friend dated his her high school sweetheart and he was a serial cheater well she ended up contracting an incurable std and because she contracted that disease she remained in the relationship because she was like who's gonna want me now that's a scary thought it's a scary thought to contract an STD and stay with someone that is cheating on you, mentally abusing you, potentially physically abusing you because you caught an incurable STD. That is hell every day. That is living in torment every day. That is sad. The next one. She doesn't feel attractive anymore. Now y'all saw Miss Jackson. I'm gonna leave that right there. Y'all saw Miss Jackson. There's a, there's a, for those of you that know exactly what I'm talking about. So there's a strong possibility that she literally has lost all desire to get fine for him, to be cute for herself, to dress herself up because he's taken her through so much. That she is emotionally drained. She doesn't feel cute. Well he ain't going nowhere. He don't care if I got a bonnet on my head. Cap, crochet cap, whatever. He don't care. He don't care if I'm not wearing makeup. He don't care if I'm wearing his clothes. He don't care if I don't wear a bra. Half the time he don't even care if I don't brush my teeth. Because he's so caught up in those other women that do all of those things. Next, 
she doesn't want to be embarrassed because her marriage failed. So some women will choose to stay in the marriage because you ain't supposed to be making me look like no fool. But honey, you already are looking like a fool. You know how many people know that he cheating? That knew that he was cheating before you knew that he was cheating? You're already looking like that. I'm sorry. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But you're already looking like that. Why not just why not just make it official? It's only gonna last for a little bit anyway. People gonna talk about it for a minute and then they're gonna go on with their lives. I promise you. They're not gonna be talking about it forever and a day. That's the lie that the devil tells you. They're not ain't nobody got time for that. Something new is happening every day. It may not be new under the sun, but there's something different happening every day. They're only gonna talk about it for so long. I would prefer that you pick up the broken pieces and put your life back together than to be so concerned about being embarrassed that you stay in an embarrassing situation. But that's just me. When you truly count up the cause, yeah, I was in a bad marriage. I chose the wrong guy. I, I decided, I, I found out the hard way that what I was willing to put into the marriage, he wasn't. What I was willing to do, he wasn't. I didn't step out on him. He stepped out on me. Too many times to count. So I'm so sorry if we were not your perfect picture marriage. But I had to bounce for the sake of my sanity. For the sake of my life. It's okay. It's okay. You'll figure it out. You will. The other one. She would rather keep up a, a united front for her church family. Hmm. It's a lot of. A lot. Of pastor's wives. That stay married to their cheating husband. He done had just about everybody in the church choir. His assistant is assisting him with more than just tithes and offerings. And yet, the wife stays for the United Front. Hmm. Not just the pastors, happened to the deacons. Y'all know there's one particular person that he just keeps. First, he was like, I, it only happened once. Now, once it's turned into a couple of times that we know of. That we know of. Hmm. All of a sudden, you're not as faithful as you portrayed to be. And you know what really gets me? Like, you know, with me, I'm going to tell you the truth regardless. I mean, you know, I've lived life. That's what it boils down to. Have I always got it right? Nope, I have not. I'll be the first one to tell you. I have not always got it right. I've made so many mistakes. I lost count a long, long, long time ago. Okay? I've made so many mistakes. I've made so many bad choices. Oh, my God. So, so many bad choices. But I've learned from a lot of my mistakes too. 
And so I believe that part of the issue is that we have these men and women who are still human beings, but provide an illusion that their shit don't stink. That's the best way for me to put it. And that's sad because we are all imperfect people living in an imperfect world. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. All of us, not some of us, all, A-L-L, all of us do. And so I just, I don't know. It bothers me. That's just me personally. It bothers me. The next one. She doesn't have anywhere else to go. That really, truly breaks my heart. Because I know that there's a lot of people that are in this situation. Partly because what he'll do is isolate her. And he'll get her into a city or a state where she doesn't know anybody. Doesn't have any friends that... He is her only go-to. Everything that's done, they do together. He's that much of a control freak. And so he's out doing his, living his quote-unquote best life and isolating her to where she can't do anything but rely and depend on him. That's sad. Very, very sad. Very, very sad. And last but not least, she believes if she leaves, the next person may also cheat on her. So she just opts to stay. She's like, I already know what this kind of behavior feels like. I already know his tendencies. You know, we might have some honeymoon patches off in there. He may go a couple of months where he's completely focused on me. Then he'll get bored and then he'll go right back to cheating again when he finds a brand new toy to play with. But I know that about him. So why change? Why get out of this? Because I may run the risk of literally being with the even worse cheater. Who, this one, I pretty much know on Fridays he's going to be with Susie Mae. On Saturdays he's going to be with Di, Di. And I pretty much know who they are. They know who I am. So we got this, you know situationship going on and hey at least I know where he is right if you are a victim of any of the named experiences that I have just stated my heart goes out to you I truly hope that you count up the cost and that you figure out a way to make yourself a priority. Loving you is the best thing that you can do. And I'm so sorry. There are a lot of penises in this world. But I really haven't found not one. I mean, I, I ain't slept with everybody in the world either. But I'm just saying. Of the few that I've slept with, I ain't found one worth sticking in the relationship Although I know that he still cheats. I haven't found one. There's I, ain't no penis that good. I'm so, so sorry. It's really not. 
I've had children by men that I once loved. And still, there is no penis, in my opinion, that is worth sticking in a relationship. And I understand for a lot of you women, it's not just about the penis. I get that. I understand that for some of you women, you've literally built this lifestyle. I get that too. Maybe my being homeless before has helped me to see that there is always the ability to rebuild. Maybe because I've been in abusive relationships and had to find my way out of those abusive relationships and saw that even though it takes work, it can be done, that I'm more leaning toward the side of get out, get help, get better. But I just truly believe that we should not co-sign or even sign up for abuse in any form. If a man is not knowing your worth, if he's not knowing your value, if he's not willing to truly love you the way that you deserve to be loved, he doesn't deserve you. That's just my opinion. Who am I? I'm just the host of the Dear Future Hubby podcast. So this is going to end my episode on tonight. But before I complete it completely, I am going to read my letter to my future hubby, which is dated March 28th of 2021. Dear future hubby, have you ever cheated in any of your relationships? Are you a serial cheater or are you the type of person who folks consider a conformed cheater? Change, cheater, reform, whatever. (laughs) If you are a person who has cheated, Have you ever figured out the root cause of your cheating? I've also cheated in a couple of my relationships in the past. Why? Well, the main reason that pops in my head is because I felt underappreciated in those relationships. Those particular men weren't meeting, weren't making me a priority or meeting my needs. In the bigger scheme of things. And I must admit, I'd become very fed up with their shenanigans. And I made a conscious decision to step out on those relationships. However, I've grown since then. And I don't believe two wrongs make a right. Now, I'm willing to walk away rather than cheat. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing day, evening, morning, whenever it is that you hear this podcast, but do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.